on a very special blindsided. Someone is hiding a secret. Someone else may be having a problem with drugs or alcohol. Don't go to that bike shop, Arnold. Blossom will probably show up at some point. Who knows? Maybe they'll even be a special guest star. You can't handle the smell. Welcome to a very special blindsided. Welcome to Blindsided. We actually do have a very, very special guest. And without further ado, we all know who he is. Um, Legend of Cleveland, Eric Swinderman. So without further ado, I'm just going to hand it right over to Barry because I'm sure he knows exactly who Eric is, what he's all about, and uh, probably has some really good questions for him. So Barry, take it away. Eric, it's great to meet you. Uh, I've been a fan for a long time. Um, I love your work. What's your favorite? Which one? Oh, uh, that one with the guy and the lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's been a few of those. So, Barry, I, you're, you're, you've been in theater. You're, you're in a band. I thought you'd really be prepared for this. He's everything that you're about. So um, are you saying you don't know? I, I apologize. I don't. It, <laughs> it's my own ignorance showing. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm very offended, and I'm probably going to leave now. So, thanks a lot, Barry. Way to go! They didn't tell way me. to ruin another episode. I think what I'm hearing is you, he looks so normal; you would just never know that he's a celebrity of his stature. That's true. Listen, it's not an episode of Blindsided unless Barry offends somebody. That's a good point. Well, he was blindsided. So, <laughs> all right. For those of you who don't know, Eric is a writer, director, uh, all around funny guy, um, runs a Young Filmmakers Academy out of Lakewood, which is very successful. Um, and uh, Scott, I do know, actually does have some pertinent questions. Not pertinent to blindsided, but just regular questions because we won't hit Eric all at once and hit him with some nonsense. I mean, important questions. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I did. So I, I did watch Enormity of Life. Oh. Enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was awesome. By the way, it's not on Prime right now. You can't rent it from them. Yeah, we um, signed with a new distributor uh, in January, and so it's been pulled off of all platforms, and it's going to get re-released in about a month, I think. Great question now, Scott. Wow. I was going to rewatch it because so, I really did enjoy it. Yeah, it, it it we actually had to take our distributor to court oh um, because, well— some of it was their doing, some of it was COVID, but but they just weren't they weren't working for us anymore and um or maybe never really even got started mm. because we signed with them just months before COVID hit and I think it hit them so hard that I just think I just think that we got we got lost in the shuffle and so we ended up suing to get out of our contract and signed with another distributor. Um in January and we're hearing March or April for a re-release and that'll be on all the basic streaming services plus some of those free ones like your Tubi's and your mm. your not to be's uh, <laughs> um, so 
uh, I haven't seen the full list, but I believe it'll be both. You'll be able to download it and purchase it, and you'll also be able to probably watch it with some some ads for uh, Dupexent or whatever the, some of those drugs are that are out there. So cool, cool. So you you wrote it. I did. But Brecken Meyer was the executive producer. Well, executive producer is a funny term in this industry. Um, sometimes executive producer is somebody who really is involved in making the movie. Sometimes they are people who just gave you a lot of money to make the movie. And sometimes um, it's an actor who wants a little bit more control and wants to be on the email chains. And so you pay him a little bit more money to put his name up there as executive producer. And that's kind of where Brecken falls in. Um, because I respect him you know, as an industry person who's been in the industry for so long, I mean, the guy's been around since, you know, the eighties. You're going to, you're going to have to explain who that is to Barry. Brecken Meyer. I know who he is. I know. He he has no idea. I Um, I know exactly who he is. Seth's little brother, right? Well, see, you know, I read all about your movie on IMDb when I was researching stuff that Andy's been in. And so I did read quite a bit about it. Yeah. So, so Brecken was an executive producer because a, it means that we had to pay him a little bit more money and that was a way to bump up his contract. And then also, you know, out of respect and for the title, you know, we would send him advance, you know, screeners and things like that so he could throw in his two cents. Did you have uh, – what was your connection with him before the movie? So I initially uh, sent the script to a, a, a mutual friend of mine named Abby Elliott who was on Saturday Night Live at the time. That's Chris Elliott's Chris daughter. Elliott's daughter. That's um, how I know her. Um, He's from Cincinnati, I believe, isn't he? So – is he? I don't know where he's originally from, so. but he's been, yeah, obviously he's a legend. And Abby yeah. was on Saturday Night Live and we had some mutual friends. So I sent her the script and she liked it. She wanted to do it. Um, and she was with uh, an agency uh, called Paradigm who represent a lot of people like Ed Sheeran, Elton John, wow. um, big, 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 big names. Um, and I'm waiting to hear back. Yeah. And they, uh, they actually. <laughs> wanted to surround her with some more of their talent. So we kind of put together a package deal and Brecken was with paradigm. Brecken was just one of maybe 20 pretty big names that we talked to about the role. And just, you know, I was, it was the one I was the most excited about. And, um, and then that's, uh, and then about a month before filming, actually Abby got sick, uh, or at least sort of Got to say, I, there were some personal things, and she had to step down. And then uh, Emily Kinney from The Walking Dead, uh, who's also with Paradigm, uh, stepped in last minute and took over the role, and um, that was that was history. Oh, wow, she was natural. You'd never know. Like it was a last minute fill in. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, we still have a, a, a good working relationship now. And we're working on some some projects uh, down the road for her. So, what was your? I mean, the, so the show deals with mental illness and. What was the inspiration behind that? You know, I, that's people ask that question, like, where do you come up with that idea? And, and it's, it's probably a million different places. I think we started with a simple premise of what if a guy wanted to kill himself, but then he came into some money and that made it a difficult, more difficult decision to do because he felt like that would have been a waste. So the initial script was very different. It was about a guy just trying to get rid of his money so that he could just go off himself. And as we started to develop it and then the Emily character and her daughter's character, Giselle's character, Giselle Eisenberg, amazing young actress, as as we developed their characters, they just became more and more part of the script and the story just evolved to be more of a somewhat of a romantic comedy. 
um, but a very dark romantic comedy that deals with suicide and school shootings. Um, so yeah, it just evolved. But at the time I was really into this movie called Inside Lewin Davis uh, by the Coen brothers, which had come out around the time that I was writing it. And it just had this feel and this vibe that I was digging, especially the way they used music. And so that was really kind of in my head a lot. Plus I had worked with this actor named Mike Goulis on a previous film that I made called Made in Cleveland. And that the role, the Brecken role was originally written for him. Um, and it, it was written completely in his voice. Um, and part of the reason was because he just, I don't know, Essentially, he he ended up not doing the role, obviously, but um, but the role kind of evolved based on me knowing him, and he kind of sounded and acted a little bit like the character from Inside Lewin Davis. So it just was one of those things that just kind of came together. All right, I'm going to interrupt here okay. because <clears throat> this is all great information, but uh, I have to ask this question. I ask of all my guests, what's been your favorite segment so far on Blindsided? <laughs> Uh, probably the open. I thought it was really well uh, narrated and edited. Oh, you can go back to our entire catalog. Oh, oh, yeah. my favorite segment of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was probably the segment you did on um, Catholic priests and the molestation um, and your personal story with it, Andrew. Whoa. Your personal experiences we ha- with as you. Being an you heard the uncensored one. You know, most people just heard <laughs> through that whole thing. Yeah. So, um, but I, I you know. Uh, as you know, as you will know, um, we asked some pretty deep questions here, and you know that that segment went along with it. Which is, I have a great question for you. Okay. Because uh, I promised Joe, who's not here today, that I would incorporate a question about fighting. Because Joe is infatuated with who would win in a fight. Okay. So, who do you think would win in a fight? The bride from Kill Bill, or Neo from The Matrix? Uh, well, yeah, I'm not a huge Matrix guy, but I mean, I, I mean, so I, I even to my, better to my understanding, Neo's not really real All right, anyway. Let's right? change it. So, John Wick. John oh. Wick. Um, is that Uma Thurman's character? Yeah, the bride. Okay, yeah, Thurman. Um, yeah. I have to admit, I've never seen John Wick, but he's oh, that's so also good. Keanu Reeves, so right? Good. Yeah. So, um, probably, probably Uma. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's your reasoning? Just because you don't have a, a basis to go on. I mean, I know her style. I know that movie front and back. Um, and she did kill all 88 mm-hmm. of the crazy 88s, even though there aren't actually 88 of them. But she did kill a lot of them. Um, and uh, I just, you know, I think she was, tra- I mean, she was trained by David Carradine. I mean. True. So she, she's, she, she, she is proficient in tiger claw and I really uh, I see something. them as similar characters because you know they've both been like jaded by someone. Had John Wick been uh, they shot? Killed in the brain? They, they killed his dog. They did. It's very traumatic. They killed his dog. Yeah. Had John Wick been shot in the head? Uh, well, he got last the last one. He got pretty beat up. Uh, what do you think, Barry? I don't think shot in the head though, because Uma no. took a. He shot did go to the out head. like a four story window at the end though. True. True. Yeah. Scott, Barry, well, it, Uma's definitely a badass, no doubt. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm 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 biased too because it is one of my favorite movies of all. That's time. why I chose the question. <laughs> that is a great movie, <laughs> but you, you should definitely check out John Wick. Those are great movies. Um, I'm I'm going to John Wick. 
Keanu is just amazing. That's really he's... sexist. <laughs> well, you, you really haven't listened to the podcast. Then we're four white guys, and we need to get our feelings out. Yeah. You, yeah. If, if you haven't seen that uh, John Mulaney skit, then it's so accurate. You're, uh, maybe you should change the podcast name to First World Problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott and I were sort of discussing this beforehand. How you know there's a segment of white males who think they're underprivileged. I guess there's a show on Netflix now. The ones getting out of their um, Ford F-150s complaining <laughs> yes. about gas prices and saying that Biden is the reason. They're so victimized. Yes. Uh, international, so, the prices in Japan are based on Joe Biden's uh, breakfast habits. So we were like, yeah, we're, we're so underprivileged. We should really talk about that, how hard our lives are. But then we thought, well, that probably doesn't make for a good podcast. Lose another demographic. I, I'm also a John Wick guy um, just because of the dog angle. I just think that that gives you an inner rage that nothing I nothing was really fill. bothered when they killed the dog off in um, Liam Neeson. What was that? The Marksman? Yeah. When they killed the dog off? They did. Because uh, as a writer, I thought they missed a major opportunity there. We didn't see the dog get shot. We only heard the shot. And then at the end, when he gets on the bus, dog should have been the there. dog should have like ran oh. up to him and they should have been on the bus together. And the dog should have been like comforting him as he's kind of dying on the bus. That would have been a great ending as opposed to because when I see a dog, like I can watch people get murdered left and right in a movie. But as soon as yeah, the dog is shot, I'm kind of checked out. I'm like, yeah. nah. I've actually asked before, like when there's a movie and I know there's a dog in it and someone's like, oh, it's a really good movie. You should see it. And I'm like, does a dog die? <laughs> and if they either hesitate or they won't answer me, then I'm like, I'm not watching yeah, it. I'm not going to watch it. How do you feel about Wolves? Speaking of Liam Neeson. <sighs> who watched The Grey? I did. That's probably the yeah. only Liam Neeson movie I haven't seen, except the new one that's out right now, which I Oh, black Pla- planning to go see at black some light point. is what is it called bl- bl- black list black 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 light black, black light. light yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'll probably go i'll wait till it comes out on hbo it, max or something yeah it's on video on demand now so is it really already, okay well, then I'll, I'll check it out yeah so um michael collins is my favorite Liam Neeson movie love that movie he doesn't punch anybody in the throat in that one does he he just shoots a bunch of englishmen oh okay <laughs> i like it when he punches albanians in the throat <laughs> So uh, does anybody else have a question? I feel like I got Joe's out. I, he does have another fight question for Eric. Cohen Brothers or Tarantino, bigger influence? Uh, how can you possibly ask? You don't know anything about me, but you know that's the hardest question for me to answer on earth. <laughs> well, I'll make like, it easier. Who would win in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two Cohen Brothers, so it would be two on one. <laughs> oh, um, you know what? Well, go ahead. That? Answer that because then we do have a question for you. That, but that Tarantino, we, you know, we knew we were going to ask it. So. I'm going to offend everybody. Cohen Brothers versus the Wachowski sisters. <laughs> uh, well, Cohen Brothers for me. Yeah, yeah. The Wachowskis right. just haven't done enough good movies. I think the Cohen Brothers would just uh, humiliate them with that fact. Uh, okay. I got to give Tarantino a slight edge, though. Um, only and mostly because I, he was the reason I started. He's a big dude, movies. isn't he? Tarantino. Yeah. I mean, he's put on weight over the years, but uh, he used to be really skinny. Like in Reservoir Dogs, he was really skinny. But in like Django Unchained, he was kind of. But I'm heavy. A tall. Isn't he tall? I don't know. He looks, he, tall. he looks like he could handle himself. I've in actually a fight. not met him, so um, I don't know how tall he is. He looks yeah. like he looks like he's a big fella. He looks he, like he could take. In Reservoir, he looked kind of sure. lanky. He did, but. Yep. So, but he yeah. always looks like he's hunching, which uh, to me is a, a, a tall guy thing. You know, like, uh, you know, I know I'm too tall and I have to make 
you know, I'm, I look awkward. So yeah, I've watched some uh, some things with Conan O'Brien recently, and he's a really tall guy. And he's, yeah, he, he's six five. You know? Yeah. Okay, so we met. We talked about this last week, and we all said, those of us who knew you were coming on, that you would have a thought on this one. And I've wanted to ask whenever we have a guest on now, I want them to tie back to a previous episode where we've talked about something. This will be our last fight question. <laughs> Who would win in the fight? The Brady's or the Partridge family? Uh, well, Danny Bonaducci is a crazy motherfucker. So I would say if, if it's, if it, I'd say if it, yeah, Danny alone, because Johnny Bravo versus Danny Bonaducci is no question. Um, but you know, Mar- Marsha can take a punch and she can take a football to the face <laughs> and keep going. We missed that point. That is, a, I mean, Jan goes, is a, you know, paper tiger, but, but, uh, Marsha, no. Yeah, Marsha could take a punch. But if we're talking Brady's from the Brady Bunch movies from the 90s, then you got to go Brady's because they were insane. I mean, both Jan and Cindy were hearing voices. Um, so, but Danny Bonaducci is crazy. And he's on roids. At least he was. Yeah. So, I mean. So, so just so you know, what we talked about was that, you know, Barry pointed out it's a Greg Brady problem because Greg, Greg's probably going to take down uh, Danny and we, we whittled it down from there. But then we looked up that they actually fought in real life and Danny beat him at a celebrity death match. But that was when they were really old. So yeah, the angle yeah. that Eric has been taking is like the guys at their peak, right? So Barry Williams at his peak versus Bonaducci at his peak. I still think, I still think I, it's Bonaducci. That really? guy, that guy was actually a boxer. Like when he did the celebrity boxing, he was, but he did some real boxing and again, I'm not even kidding. He was total on roids. Remember when he had that um, that uh, reality show in the early mm-hmm. 2000s? Remember, yeah. he was roid raging all the time. And that's why his wife left him, I think, because he was like punching through walls and stuff. And he was always wearing those tight T-shirts and showing off the guns. The freckled guns. So what does it mean if you do all that stuff, but you're not taking any steroids? I'm asking for a friend. It means you need to get on Paxil or something. <laughs> how, do you, how, do you, how do you spell that? <laughs> For my friend. I'm texting him. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's turning me around a little bit on this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, we did we did discuss that Danny Bonaducci uh, was was the wild card, too. See, mm-hmm. my angle was the, the people at the time the shows were filmed, right? So to me, Greg Brady... Bonaducci was smaller. He was younger than than, right. than Greg Brady. That's that Barry w- Williams or yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what I'm envisioning. So, you know, Greg Brady tears through half that that crew like in a, in, a, in a flash. But he never showed any aggression, you know, at all. Even as Johnny Bravo. I mean, that's a great name and he never beat anybody up as Johnny Bravo. That Who was the oldest name. kid on uh, in the Partridges? Keith yeah, uh, David, David, uh, David, uh, David Cassidy. David Cassidy. Cassidy right. We just thought he he'd go down. Yeah, they could be split. Yeah, he'd, he he was say. kind of a pretty boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying. And he he'd be the one going up against Greg Brady. Yeah. If well, if you go by TV standards, that they have to be matched up by yep. age. Right. You know? yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Barry's thought was Greg Brady would take out. The eldest, eldest partridge, and then go after the rest of the family. But remember, Chris Knight was really big too. Like he was really like jacked up in the. Yeah. Remember, he also had that reality show when he got married yeah, to the model, and he, he was did. jacked up at yeah. the time. Yeah, so he was. I think uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, there were some people over there, you know, on the juice. We got to make this happen. 
<laughs> Are any of them still alive? No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, sadly, I think we probably could make it happen for a couple thousand bucks. If you, yeah. <laughs> No offense if they're listening, because if they are, then obviously we respect you and we'd love to have you on the podcast. Great actors. I was just watching an old episode of Fantasy Island with uh, Marsha on it. And uh-huh. Man, does it get any hotter than her around when she was about 20, 22, 23, something like that? She was she was a looker. Yeah, yeah she was. And that was, a, that, was a, that was a fun episode. I've been getting into Fantasy Island again on uh, Tubi or on that Roku <laughs> channel. I don't know why. I got into a 70s kick about a week ago and just started watching all. I was watching American Gladiators from the 90s. Oh, I love that show. That's on there, all the episodes. The parade of amazing actors that went through Fantasy Island from the 70s. It's incredible. That and The Love Boat. Yeah. The Love Boat's not on, and I was a little disappointed that I couldn't find it. There's got to be a way you can get your Love Boat fix going. I'm sure YouTube, somewhere deep in its recesses, it, it exists. Deep in the chasms of YouTube. And those were on, like, Friday nights, right? Like, I thought Saturday. Or Saturday. Original primetime airing, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, oh, those I, were Saturday. Fantasy Island and Love Boat were Saturday nights. Wasn't it 9 and 10 or something Dukes like that? Dukes of Hazard and the Incredible that Hulk was Friday. were Friday nights. Friday. Yeah, that's right. That's Knight Rider. Friday? Knight Rider started on, on, on Thursdays and went and then moved over to Fridays. And I only know that because I was watching Stranger Things in the episode where they were watching the pilot of Knight Rider. And it was, a, and they, somebody, the mother was saying something about it's a school night. And I said, bullshit, that's not a school night. They, they didn't do their research. And I got all crazy and got on Twitter <laughs> and went nuts. And then someone pointed out the pilot was on a Thursday night. And I was like, oh, they did do their research. <laughs> God damn it. The Duppler brothers or whatever they're, Duffin, Duplis. No, no, that's, no, those are the guys that did Room 107. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Who else got a question? I, I I think uh, Eric's got some good answers because he's a writer and he's creative, like you, Barry. I got a good one. You ready? Well, wait, wait, before we leave the you know, '70s TV, yeah. Why were we home on Friday nights and Saturday nights back then? Like, how boring I know I was because I was six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, not me. <laughs> I don't have that excuse. I mean, I grew up on a farm, so there was nowhere else to go. But like, why was like they wouldn't put prime time or like shows that had that big of a cultural impact on Fridays or Saturdays now. Well, especially no those which were geared towards kids, right? I mean, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. I, I have a little bit of liberal guilt about watching Dukes of Hazard. Now I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a rough watch now. But, but, but I'll tell you, I love that but show. But for man. its time period, listen, you can just watch Daisy Duke all day. Well, remember, mm-hmm. Golden Girls was on Saturday nights uh, on, in prime time and followed by like Facts of Life. and so, so seven nights a week, there were new sitcoms on television. You know, now you can't find anything, you know, prior to nine or 10 o'clock at night, you know, and nothing on the weekends. That's because kids can watch whatever they want, whenever they want, which is well, they don't watch TV anyway. They're always gaming or whatever. They're on there. The TikTok and the YouTubing, (laughs) you know, anytime I see somebody willingly watch a movie on their phone, I want to punch them right in their face. (laughs) We spend all I spend thousands and thousands of dollars mixing it for 5.1 surround and worried about you know what the color range is on the on the camera and what lens we're using and then they're watching it on a four inch screen but for a movie that i made for a 50 foot screen yeah but if you put it right up against your face it's like looking at a 50 foot screen (laughs) so speaking of i'm sorry barry i know you're like next but (laughs) cinematography did you watch sensate sensei 
since eight. Oh, since no, no. Oh, man, you you should check that out. It's on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Um, you know, mature audience rating, yeah, only, yeah. But you know, I think you're you're old enough to handle it. Um, the cinematography in that is unbelievable. I, it's just a it's an incredible show. We're interested in all your cinematography takes, Scott. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> No, we we need a well, we need a really deep question. No, I mean, you're right though. That tells you like how good this was because I am just a complete dunderhead when it comes to anything creative. I didn't yeah. mean it like that. No, no, you're right. Though. I meant you were a total Scott. Idiot. When we get into the commercial later, it will become abundantly clear <laughs> that you have not a creative bone in your body. Hey, my roommates were film majors when I was in college, so I know all about that stuff. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It makes me laugh so hard listening to it. I can't even tell you. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Barry. You had a question. I did. I've been I've been meaning to ask this question for weeks. Good, but you a holes keep interrupting me. <laughs> All right, okay. The question is the binge model versus weekly release for shows, right? You know what I'm talking. I thought about? you were going to yeah. talk about something else. <laughs> Listen, I have an answer to this if because I've thought about it and because I've watched it both ways. And I'll give you a great example. Um, Binge, Ozark, love the show. Great show. Enjoyed it a lot. Uh, But the slow release of Peacemaker just had a – just a more satisfying experience waiting each week for that episode to come out. I agree. Out. So the anticipation yeah. adds to the You, you watch effect. Ozark. You call, You talked about it for a couple of days, how great it was, and then you forgot about it. Right. Yep. Right? But Peacemaker was like every week, Scott and uh, Joe and I would talk, mm-hmm. you know, about, oh, did you watch it yet? Great. You watched it, and we talk about I it. absolutely despise, though, Disney's releases of, like, Mandalorian. The weekly model? The weekly model. You hate those it. Those are just I shitty shows. It. Is um, it because you can't delay gratification? Is that why? I I just feel like I don't have time in Which my schedule to back plan to what around I this was you know, be about. a Friday night release, you know, yeah. and then Sunday rolls around. I'm like, okay, do I want to watch it now? You know, Kenobi I'm really excited about. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm just – but it's going to suck to have to wait weekly to watch it. See, I just like waiting. Based on the trailer, do you think Kenobi's going to be better than Mandalorian? A hundred million percent I think better. so too. I think I think so. I think Kenobi's actually maybe has the potential to be the best Star Wars content. product that they've ever put out. I thought that about Mandalorian. Best content since Empire Strikes Back. That was my feeling. But I think this will be better. Mandalorian season two, far better than season one because they – they obviously dumped, tripled their budget. Yes. But um, do they tie it into Picard at all? <coughs> no, it's. Uh, Is that, that the wrong F? I, uh, I'm, uh, I must be. I couldn't get into any of that stuff. Like, I, can't. I watched it. I'm like, this can't. is. A you guys, why don't you guys take desert. the rest of the episode off? Can, no, Kenobi looks amazing. Yeah, it does. Um, well, I mean, just from an acting level, I think you've got a different caliber of actor in it the grand with you and mcgregor i mean yeah is he in it yeah yeah Yeah. okay i'll watch it the grand inquisitor's head is a little bit fat for me and it's coming from a guy who's got a fat head yeah 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 you do you have a really fat very hypocritical of you (laughs) the grand inquisitor's head in the trailer was a little bit fat for me uh but you know a little fatter than fatter than i would like but i just i thought boba fett was really boring most of the time so that's why the weekly model didn't work because i wasn't that excited to jump on it Mandalorian season two was a little bit better, but still, I mean, I felt, I feel like the acting in it is really, was really stiff by, you know, by Mando and it's just, everything is just, 
this is the way. And, but but you and McGregor is going to bring something. I guess the my only concern is he's twenty years older than like the last time he did it. He, again, but he's kind of like a John Stamos. He doesn't really age that much, so it might work. But um, McGregor's he's he's money. So think about Pedro Pascal and some of the roles he's had. Right, he's a extremely flamboyant, very uh, out like a like more actor. Like he's the only thing I've ever the only other thing I've ever seen him in is the Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, and I was like, this is Mandalorian that's guy. A, that's a great <laughs> example. He was also in Game of Thrones and just extremely out there character, like bigger than life, right? And then Mandalorian, it's like first of all, he never takes the helmet off, right? So why do you need a name at all in that role? And there's you just need a stuntman. I thought the same thing. And there's all these rumors about how he had all these conflicts with the per, with the you know the producers and 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 John Favreau and all this stuff about. Because you never saw his face, he wanted it. But the whole, you know, uh, mythos about the Mandalorian culture is that they never take their helmets off. Very interesting point that you bring up. Uh, I I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I assume it's something to do with space movie. (laughs) So, Uh, Andy, I'm going to put you down for. Binge? No, weekly release you prefer. Definitely. Or does it depend, depends Listen, on the show? I'm lucky if I get a monthly release, so weekly is good for me. <laughs> it depends on the show, I think, is what you were trying to say. Well, no, because I, I mean, Ozark, I thought this was a really strong season, but I, Adrian and I binged it in maybe 24 hours, yeah. right? And then we forgot about Can't it. Can't remember any characters' names except Marty. and I, I can because I, I was into it, but you know what? So Joe pointed out something that I thought was a an actor's choice for the character, but now I realize she's got an actor tick, uh, Julia Garner. She blinks her fucking eyes all the time. <laughs> and and I thought it was just for that role, but then uh, Adrian was watching Inventing Anna, and she's doing the same freaking goddamn thing, and I was like, I can't watch this. I can't watch Once it. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm cognizant because I know it. Some of my ticks are. One of my ticks is I do, I do that a lot when I when I'm when I'm because I'm thinking of my line and I'm very cognizant not Why to don't do you it. Just memorize your lines. I do know them, but <laughs> I just do it. And and Dakota knows it. She's pointed it out to me, so I'm cognizant. But the fact that she's such a great actress, and now I'm like, now I have to look at other stuff she's done and see if she's doing the whole blink 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 because I I think it's her. I'm thinking of what to do next, and she's blinking. Where are we watching? But the if Americans? she's watching, we love you. And do you think she's really you... thinking of what what she's going to do next, or do you think she just blinks? Maybe she has Tourette's. Maybe I, I don't know. I actually um, was was in an acting class with a, a many years ago with a, a girl who had Tourette's, but it wasn't like the fuck shit, you know, God, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It was more just that she blinked constantly, and she kind of like had these long pauses and stuff. And um, yeah. And so maybe she has like a mild form of Tourette's or something. I, I don't know, but pay attention to it now and see if you, you know, I don't want it. to, I like her. I know. me too. <laughs> Somebody pointed out to me, Jennifer Anderson has a wicked one on, on friends. Like that's the only thing I really seen her in, except I've seen a couple movies, but I don't remember what it is. Do you remember? She's got like, a I've new, seen the YouTube video, yeah. but I can't remember what it is it's now. It's like an um or something. Well, SNL makes fun of it. Like yeah. whenever they have, um, I forget who plays her, but Vanessa no. Bear used to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We're rewatching The Americans. We thought it was timely with, you know. Well, because she's coming out with a new show that's in similar theme to that. To Did what? Did you know that? 
Who? The Americans. Who has? Uh, Jennifer Felicity. Aniston? Is? Felicity. Oh, What's Felic- her name? Felicity Huffman? No, the girl who starred in Felicity. Oh, oh. You know, she was yeah. in The Americans. Yeah, I know what oh. you're talking about. Well, Julia Garner is in The Americans. Is she? Yeah, for just a few episodes. Okay. Um, she plays like a, a diplomat's daughter or something. And so Matthew Rise, um, you know. Does she blink her. a lot? I don't know. I hadn't keyed into that. So we're going to go back and watch, we'll Does watch it Does Felicity cut her hair in this season? Carrie, Carrie, Carrie Russell. Russell. Remember when she, she cut her hair and everybody lost yeah. their mind? I know. She's super good. Simpler time. Simpler time. Is anyone else? Pre 9 11. I have not. Ah, it's so good. The Americans? Uh, no, I'm not. So it's set in the, the 80s. So Reagan's in, in uh, the president, and these are Russian spies. They're in the U.S. living as Americans and um, transmitting information back to the to Russia. Oh, cool. It's really, really good. Sounds good. Yeah. You got so a question? We have. Okay, we. Go ahead. I wanted to get back to my question, my very important question. Oh, we haven't. We have not heard anybody. Scott's thoughts on binge model versus Correct. weekly release. So, every time I, you say that, it makes me laugh. I, I <laughs> mean, birthday release. Yeah. If if they <laughs> once a year, if they drop the entire series, I'm going to watch it. You know, and and Andy's right. You, you know, can't help watch yourself. It. No, because well, they always end on cliffhangers. You know, every episode ends on some sort of cliffhanger, and you're like, oh god, I got to watch the next one. And so, um, yeah, you you do, you do that. Um, so I did. There is something satisfying about waiting now. Some of it pisses me off, though. Like, we were watching The Righteous Gemstones on HBO, and they dropped it, like, 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. Like, well, that's uh, past bedtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd have to— For then, a farm boy. I stayed up one week and watched it. I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might have even texted you and been like, I'm awake, and I'm yeah. watching it live. I was actually pretty late to the game for both Breaking Bad and Mad Men. Mm. So I watched all of Breaking Bad in, like, a week. Me too. And, but then when I, got, when I finished— they were still releasing yep. the second half of the last we're, season. We're on the so same trajectory. And then I did the same thing for Mad Men. I watched everything up until the last season, and then I had to watch the last season on a weekly basis, and it fucked with my mind. <laughs> and by the way, they just released a trailer for uh, Better Call Saul, and it's amazing. It's going to be. Better Call Saul, to me, has surpassed Breaking Bad. Absolutely. The problem is is that Better Call Saul has had so many gaps in production and they've been doing – I mean, Breaking Bad was every year. It came out mm-hmm. like a new season. And so every, Better Call Saul is like every two, three years, you know? Yeah. And it's very tough to – Well, stupid COVID. But Rhea, Rhea Sehorn uh, tweeted at me once, and that made me happy. Oh, that would make me happy That's Kim too. Wexler on that show. Bob, Bob Odenkirk was a writer for SNL. I, you, you, yeah. know, you seem to know – okay, I didn't – I was ignorant about that. I saw it. it he was in an – He was a writer in the late 80s. Okay. Yeah, with yeah. Conan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh Okay. And then he had Mr. Show with Bob and David, with David Cross. Um, and then, uh, and that's why when he came on to Breaking Bad, it was sort of like weird. Yeah. Because he was this funny and he sketch was, comedy guy. And as we know, he was only supposed to be in a couple episodes, much like Aaron Paul. But comedic actors are the best actors. That guy's amazing. He can make a scene that you look at it and you're thinking, how did he make that funny? He just does it. He's the amazing. The scene at the end of the last season of, of Better Call Saul when uh, Lalo and him, and he's making him tell the story, story over, and over, and over and over and over and over again, and you're so sure that he's going to shoot Kim in the stomach, and he doesn't. That's that's absolutely one of the most fabulous scenes ever put on any kind of format because all you can think of the whole time is – I mean, you're playing it out in your head as it's happening live going, she, he, she's going to get shot. He's going to shoot her. He's going to – you know, mm-hmm. you're you're anticipating everything, and they gave you – 
nothing. Just that guy's. That's a uh, guy's name is Tony Dalton, by the yep. way. And uh, you would never think that a guy playing the leader of a Mexican cartel's name would be <laughs> Tony Dalton, but he is. He is Mexican. He's 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 like a Mexican like soap opera star and stuff. Um, my wife is Mexican. She grew up in Mexico, and she she'd never heard of him until that, and she was actually really shocked by some of his credits and stuff. But but yeah, he's a, he's he's he puts on a master class every week on that show. He's by far. Maybe the best actor on television right now, that guy. Whatever. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not on TV. Well, yet, commercials, but... commercials don't count. You know, <laughs> lo- lottery commercials. That's not. That's not really television. Well, Just it, like being an extra is not acting. It, what? <laughs> what? Right, what are you talking about? I can't put that on my IMDb page. Blurry or? dot number four <sighs> is not uh, essential to uh, the story. How dare you? There are I no. Know. There are no small roles, Andy. Oh, there are. <laughs> are you kidding me? Of only, course there are. Only small actors. <laughs> no, there's a lot of small Listen, roles. <laughs> we're not going to really get into this a lot today. I know Eric wants to, and so I won't deny him the pleasure, but yeah, there's I, a lot of small roles around here, Barry. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, Barry, if you want to make a career here out of being an actor, now we're on a podcast, so you can't see my quote hands, actor, you just get together with your buddies you slap a camera, probably a Canon Rebel T6. <laughs> uh, you get one microphone and attach it to the camera. Don't even put it yeah. on a boom pole. You 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 don't even put make like sure a, your actors sound like they're across the room. Yeah, you don't even put on like a dead cat to kill the sound a bit. And you just go out and you say, "We don't even need a script. We're just going to talk about shit that that's cool." Shoot and then it we'll, in your friend's bar yeah. every single. 48-hour film. Then we'll cut it up in. later. We'll we'll uh, throw some special effects in there. That, and uh, we'll, maybe, a, maybe a page-turning transition yep. be from iMovie. Oh, my God. <laughs> How's that different than this podcast? We're professionals. Okay. That's, I mean, that's Tom Hanks' favorite quote, uh, or famous quote about uh, people always ask him, how do you get into you know filmmaking and how do you become a famous actor like him? And Practice. He, well, he says, there's nothing stopping you. Just go make a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's but not he, true at all. But, he, but he, <laughs> there, there is a lot of There's luck. a lot of people making a movie every yeah. weekend in this town, and yeah. they're not filmmakers. Yeah. They're not yeah. actors. They're not successful. They're just making I can't videos. believe Scott's trying to equate our podcast to this this other stuff. You just don't get it, Scott. No, Clearly not. Yeah. But Andy, when I did Made in Cleveland, um, I had um, – so, you know, you have you have your IMDb page and stuff, and, and – um, and I remember, you know, every once just, in a while. We're going to beep out whatever name you say, so just beep it yourself. Well, this, this guy, uh, I noticed he, he he added himself to IMDb. I want you to say his name was, and I'm going to go boop. <laughs> his name was <laughs> boop. <laughs> uh, his, he added his name. That just saved me a lot of time, by the way. <laughs> Not only did he add his name to the movie, because he was an extra. He was blurry dot in the back of a bar. Not only did he add his name without... The producer's, you know, permission. He gave himself a character name, which was like, I mean, it was like bar patron number one or whatever. But, but not only that, he did it before the movie was released. So there was no guarantee that that scene was even in the movie. And so I removed him and he actually like called me out. I think he might've messaged me on Facebook or something about how wrong. And I said, dude, that's not how the industry works. There's casting directors, and they put you on IMDb. 
If yeah. you have to put yourself on IMDb, that should tell you you weren't really a part of the movie. That's that. Ask ask yourself that. Did I have to do anything to get credit for this movie, or did the producers I mean, give you, me credit? If you were if you were looking for a job, you wouldn't make up shit on your resume. Like, uh, you don't? oh, I, I want to work for NASA. Well, I'm a I, I'm a scientist. Well, I, I tag myself in other people's Facebook photos all the time. I thought that was the done thing. <laughs> I tag you guys all the time. <laughs> all right, before we go any further, and you guys can think of a question, I have. For this very special episode, I pulled out all the stops and made a commercial that is, God, it's four and a half minutes long. <laughs> Jeez, that's good. We, we got to kill some time. Can I go feed the meter? <laughs> yeah, you probably could. Um, hopefully you guys like it, but who knows? In a world where hope is in short supply, come four heroes brought together by fate to save the world from monotony. <laughs> You know, like coming together like one of those robot-type Voltron things where they form together, become greater than their parts. No? How about, how about like four banished samurai warriors brought together to fight an evil beast? No? What about four gunslingers on the run? Looking to avenge the deaths of their families. That's not doing it for you. What about heroes from a galaxy far, far, far away? Does that strike your fancy? Okay, okay, how about this? Maybe they've been mutated by some sort of chemical or radiation and they've gained superpowers and are fighting a big, dark evil that's come to swallow the world. You gotta like that. Whatever you like, this summer, get ready to be blindsided. Hey guys, I don't know if I'll make the podcast. I'm lost in the woods. My arm's trapped over near a rock again. Oh, and there's a bear. Wait, it's a mutant bear with laser eyes. Oh, better get busy living or get busy dying. I'm not going out this way. Live for nothing or die for something. Come and get some, bear. <laughs> Acting. <laughs> It's me, Andy. Um, I, uh, I'm going on a mission I can't really talk about. Um, it has to do with avenging someone who I uh, lost to a criminal empire and uh, infiltrating myself maybe in that organization and then meeting the head of the organization and then possibly realizing we have a lot in common and having a mutual sense of respect for each other. And maybe at the end uh, I kill him or maybe I give him a wink and a nod and let him escape. Who knows? Guys, it's me. I don't have a lot of time before they come back again, but it's the four-year-olds. They've captured me again, but this time they've thrust me into the multiverse. Hurry, send help. Maybe Spider, maybe Man Spider. Any of the versions will do. Come to think of it, maybe send the cute British one. Or, or, or maybe Doctor Strange. I mean, Doctor Weird, if he's free. Hurry. Hey, guys. My name's Stan. I'm the uh, new guy who might join the podcast uh, or movie. Um, 
you know, I'm uh, just a teenager trying to get alcohol and trying to uh, learn how to talk to girls. And then one day, <laughs> I'll get some beer and I'll decide to go to that party and get outside my comfort zone with my pals. And even though people will make fun of us and and things might not go right by the end, everybody's going to realize that we're cool too. And hi, I'm the nerdy high school girl who lets down her hair and takes off her glasses. And now, suddenly, everyone wants to take me to the prom. Hey guys, I'm shipping out to fight in the war or maybe go to that mysterious island where weird creatures live. I don't know. I'm probably going to encounter a big storm or maybe be hijacked or possibly lost at sea. Either way, I doubt I'll be back, and you doubt it as well, but when you least expect it, I'll be there riding a shark or some such thing. That's right. Get ready this summer for Blindsided, the podcast, the movie. Coming this summer to a theater near you, or most likely straight to video, <laughs> or video on demand, or that Tubi channel that seems to have a lot of content. All right, guys. Uh, Good job, Andy. That was in honor of you, Eric. I tried to throw in ah. pretty much every cliche I could. Um, usually our commercials are a lot quicker. <laughs> but let's just say I had a little extra time on my hand last night because uh, it wasn't that time of the month and where I purge or binge or whatever it was we were talking about. <laughs> Two thoughts. Yep. Clear proof that I have no business being on anything <laughs> creative. Acting. <laughs> Acting, yeah. Acting, Scott. I laughed so hard listening to that. (laughs) Second thought, I think Andy's scenario had a happy ending. It did. Yeah, I think he and that guy had like a a bond. I hope so. You know. You have to for the sequel. Yeah. There'll there'll definitely be a sequel commercial, and it'll be twice as long. (laughs) It'll just be the whole hour. Yeah, we'll just play it the whole hour. (laughs) So who has another thought-provoking question? Scott? I mean, I do have questions. I get, I get a new segment, but I want to... Oh, yeah. No, I would love to hear your okay. new segment because I, I also will add mine to your segment if you don't mind. <laughs> I was afraid that you would. Okay, so uh, I want to... Do we inter- have a theme song? Because if we don't, Barry, you need to provide us with one. Just so you know, Eric, Barry made our theme song to this podcast, and it is amazing. Thank you very much. We'll play it for you afterwards. Nice. So I want to introduce a new segment on the show today called Middle-Aged White Guy Advice. And what is the uh, the, the call letters for that? <laughs> yeah, it's MAGA for short. Middle-Aged White Guy <laughs> Advice. MAGA. I did not catch that. All right. So... Go ahead. And what- we'll read questions or comments from listeners and offer our own answers, questions, or comments to those questions. And uh, just so you're aware, these emails are being answered by our interns, so we take no responsibility for the replies. Right. We, we can't be bothered to answer these questions ourselves. So We're we, really busy with the podcast. Yeah, we handed it off to the uh, intern. If you have questions or comments for the podcast, please send them to getblindsidedpod at gmail.com. First question. Dear Blindsided, someone on a popular podcast, no names please, called me out for something on that podcast that was blatantly false and frankly an outrage. What should I do? Do you want me to answer? Yeah, what do you As think? As the they intern? Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you what my answer is. Yeah, you go ahead. You should answer. 
in my opinion, you should confront them directly. Get to the bottom of that issue right away. If you feel slighted in any way by anything said on a podcast, you should immediately lash out and confront that person without giving it any thought whatsoever. That is that is good advice good by advice. the yeah. intern. What does the intern have to say? I didn't read their answer yet. No, I, 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 that was the intern's answer. You don't <laughs> want to take responsibility for any of that. You're right. I misread that. <laughs> you should definitely take your, you know, your your handgun and your CCW and, and make sure that that situation escalates as, as much as possible. Take care of business. Yep. I think so. I mean, you have to stand your ground. Exactly. I, I, I think you should wait and like ask your wife what she thinks and do that. Do that. <laughs> what would Carol do? If someone called her out directly on a podcast, what would Carol's answer? How would Carol answer that? Well, <clears throat> we could just call her right now. <laughs> Carol, we want answers. We want the truth. Oh, my God. You've tied in to the end of the podcast so perfectly <laughs> that you don't even understand yet. But I get two more questions. Go ahead. All right. There's two more questions. We have time because I want to give Eric time to, to plug whatever he's plugging because, Eric, I, I don't know if you know this, but this is the most popular podcast that Pod Populi and Hudson has going on. At five o'clock. At five o'clock on a Thursday. (laughs) Uh, Just edit that out later, Matt, okay? Okay. Second question. Dear Blindsided, someone on another popular podcast irritates me to no end. I love the other people on the podcast, but this one person just gets under my skin with their many personal shortcomings. What should I do? Do you want me to answer it? I I want to know everybody's opinion. And then I'll tell you what the intern had to say. Okay, my opinion, if someone on another podcast is irritating you but the other people aren't, is much like today when we leave here, wait for that person to be alone, okay, and just kill them. And Nancy Kerrigan them. Yeah, just Nancy Kerrigan. I mean, I don't mean kill them. That would be wrong. But maybe just hit him in the kneecap. Hit him on the kneecap well, with something yeah. heavy. Okay. Well, since it's a podcast, maybe to the throat. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Break maybe them. punch him in the throat. Yeah. Is that wrong? Probably. Where's my inner voice? My inner voice says it's okay. <laughs> Eric, you got any thoughts? I mean, I'm less about violence necessarily than maybe just like stealing their identity and ruining them financially. That's good. That's a good way to do it. I would take care of business. You're all about taking care of business. Yeah, and, and then having an, uh, you know, a, a lasting benefit for me too if I have their money. So the intern said – you should confront Joe, I mean that other person, directly and let them know how you feel. If their behavior is that annoying, then you owe it to them and your own mental health to give them an opportunity to fix their behavior. They probably don't know how irritating it is when they don't speak directly into the microphone, for example. That sounds very specific. <laughs> Did Karen send that in? It's just, an exa- I, it's just an example from the intern. I don't know why they gave that example. I think Karen's our intern. <laughs> Listen, I just got an email in. Uh, it says, Dear Blindsided, your podcast really speaks to me. Well, part of me. But there are plenty of questions that I've been told that are better kept to my inside voice. But I would like to be a guest so I can make them to my outside voice without fear of repercussions. Please keep your sensor button nearby. Thanks. <laughs> That's good. You know, we are always interested in getting new guests and, and, and new points of view. <laughs> All right, Eric. We're going to give you 
five minutes to talk about whatever you want to oh, talk geez. about. And if you have a great question, then we'll we'll all answer it for you. I had so if we had had more time, I had a great game for us to play, but we won't. Which was I was gonna make you uh, assign us each a character, and then we were in a scene, and we were gonna have to perform for you. But we're, we're, we don't have enough time. Oh, so. I gotcha. That's a shame. Um, well, <laughs> because I'm, I'm these a, guys, as I'm, you can tell from that commercial, I'm just... very, I'm very shy and very humble, and don't like talking about myself. So unless unless I'm asked, so mm-hmm. if, so, so feel free to ask me something. Well, you know. I have a little more personal relationship with Eric. He's my good friend. Um, and I, I can just tell you, super creative, super funny. Uh, everything he writes is gold. Uh, I'm not just saying that, but uh, it's very rarely that I read stuff and either laugh out loud or have elicit an emotion. And uh, he's done a ton of stuff that just does both. Um, Normandy of Life, as we know, is not out to rent yet, but it will be back out to rent soon on all your major platforms. Young Filmmakers Academy is the elite kids filmmaking academy in all of Ohio, probably all of the world. I mean, let's just maybe all let's, the world. Let's just say all of the world. Um, they are putting out some awesome material every year. Um, what else? Yeah, um, my. Movie made in Cleveland is coming up on its 10th anniversary and it's getting re-released for the 10th anniversary, sort of a director's cut, if you will. Um, So I literally just uploaded that uh, new cut to the distributor two days ago. Will there be a segment where you're in a smoking jacket with a pipe talking about your 10th year and looking back on it? No, but there should be a segment afterwards where I have to answer to all the people who got cut out of the movie because most director's cuts, they actually add scenes to it. And we've actually cut 30 minutes or 24 minutes out of the movie because the initial movie, the initial, initial first cut was over two hours. And our original distributor said, you know, like who the fuck do you think you are? Scorsese, you don't get to do a two hour Mm. movie. (laughs) So we cut two vignettes because it's an anthology. So there were 11 stories uh, we cut two and got it down to like an hour 54. And that's the way it's been for 10 years. And then when the distributor said that they would be interested in it, because we with the, my new distributor, my agreement with my previous distributor came to a kind of an end. It just sort of had its natural progression. And they, and they said they'd be interested. And I just could not, I didn't have it in me to send them an hour and 54 minute movie. And I knew that there were two particular segments, and I'm going to get skewered for this down the road. But anytime I saw anybody review it or make a comment that the act that there was some bad acting in it, I knew exactly who they were referring to, and and I just said, you know what, fuck it, it's gone. So I I cut it, and we got down to 90 minutes, and so the new cut is 90 minutes, huh. and we had to re we had to redo the opening credits to cut out all the actors' names and we had to do the ending credits to cut them all out. And yeah, there's an epilogue that had people in it that had to go. So it was a, it was a, about a week of uh, making cuts and stuff and getting it remastered and sending it over. So nice. 10th anniversary there, Normandy of Life coming out. Got our big summer workshop for the kids coming up in July. There's still about four or five spots left for registration if kids want to 
come out and make a movie. Well, it's great you should say it here because kids are one of our major demographics. I on think this so. Podcast, obviously. Well, you, we're in Hudson, so all you rich True. Hudson parents uh, with all your disposable income, you should give it to me. Yep. So that we can teach your kids how to make movies and indulge and, their fantasies. And you take donations too. So we do. We are a nonprofit five hundred one c three. Just finished the we, Cleveland International Kids Film Festival. We did. We had uh, movies from eight different countries in that film festival. And who was our uh, guest host for that? Giselle Eisenberg. Yeah. Uh, from, oh. um, she played. She's been in so much. Yeah. She was in this great Enormity of Life movie. Um, she played Leo DiCaprio's daughter in The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, she's awesome. Um, would work with her in everything that I do over and over and over again as long as she will keep coming back and working with me. That's great. Um, so yeah, those are some things that are in the works and and Andy and I have been developing a TV series um for the past 2 years. Uh COVID really slowed us down. Yep. Um and but we're trying to get back on the horse with it. We're we're writing an 8 episode first season and um Emily Kinney is a is an executive producer on that show and and we're hoping to get that sold hopefully this year. Uh, to a streaming service or network. And, and if that happens, fuck all you guys. I'll be out of here so quick. I won't remember any of your names. Yeah. I'll have oh, a sorry. Whole, I'll have I a don't. whole bunch of Cleveland. God damn it. Wondering. That's my, that's the inside voice versus outside voice thing. I'm so bad at. I get to, I'll get to answer all those questions of a, why aren't you filming it here? Yeah. I knew him before he was famous. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably going to let him be long after that too. <laughs> um, so, so usually, Eric, what we do is a "What's That Smell" segment, oh. um, where we bring in a jar and everybody smells it without knowing what's in, and we we all take guesses. But Scott forgot the jar, but that works out great because I wanted to introduce a new segment called "Who the Fuck Is That," and that's and, good too because I had COVID and I can't smell anything. <laughs> so. so we're gonna do "Who the Fuck Is That," and it's gonna tie into what Barry said earlier. Uh, about I want the truth. Yes, yes, I had forgotten. So thank you, Barry. Um, a certain cult member. Let me. Oh, damn it! By the I way, this gin is good straight. It really is. Not, yeah, it is. So yeah, that gin's from New Riff. I went to New Riff in Kentucky while I was down there being an actor, and uh, uh, it was really great experience, great place, and they have a lot of good alcohol. Um, but anyways, we're gonna we have a web page for this podcast. Uh, for this podcast, <sighs> feels like we need one. We have an Instagram. Oh, for the kids. There we go. And well, we uh, should put a picture of the gin on there. I think I think I have a TikTok. What's that? <laughs> Is that that Chinese spy company? Uh, no, it's that it. it's that place for underage girls to dance in bikinis and then make <laughs> you feel like you should throw your phone away. I don't All know right, anything well, about that. I'm gonna get to uh, this. Uh, this what the fuck? Who the fuck is that? But uh, oh shit! Hold on, my phone's ringing. <laughs> hello. Well, hello. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Okay. You got something you wanna ask me? Well, we'd obviously like to talk about filmmaking. Absolutely. Great. I mean, we were hoping you would. I've got Eric Swinderman here with me. Anything you want to ask him? Honestly, I really don't know. I mean, are you excited to talk to him? Oh, hey, I wet my jockeys here. <laughs> you want answers? 
yeah, that's why uh, I assume you called to give us some answers. Not a problem. You got something you want to ask me? Yeah, are you free to act in Eric's next movie? Absolutely. Great. Well, it's nice talking to you. You were very impressive. Very strong. <laughs> very, uh, macho. Sensational meeting you. Okay, bye. <laughs> Well, that that sounds like a verbal contract right there. Yeah. Doesn't it? Does I mean, does anyone know who the, the fuck time. that was? He'll be dead by the time. Well, I mean, my it, next, it could be uh, anyone. Everyone describes you as macho. <laughs> True. <laughs> but that was my who the fuck is that? Who is that? Jack Nicholson. Oh, good. Barry didn't know. I did. I did, did you know, know Barry? Know that, yes. You know, I know Eric. You know he's retired now. He's I do. Really? I was surprised to learn he was alive. He's like two hundred. Yeah, exactly. He's not beating up Mark. You know, Marky Mark anymore in the. How about Shelley Duvall? He just gets depressed going to Lakers games, watching him lose. Poor Shelley Duvall. Have you seen her lately? Yes. Oh, my God. She's a... Uh... So I'd read the book. I was hoping that she would die in the movie. She was so bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hated that movie. It does not stand up to the book at all. Shining? Yeah. Oh. I love the movie. She was great in Rocky, though. But it does not. It's not. <laughs> Wasn't she Rocky's wife in that? Yeah. Dahlia yeah. Shire? <laughs> yeah. Same, yeah. same, same, person. same, same basic concept. She was awful. I, I feel like the next people aren't coming in. We could just keep talking and talking. I, I do have a third night. question on ask a ask a white guy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's do that, and then uh, we'll, we'll wrap things up. I don't think we've talked enough about me. So if you do have extra time, I, <laughs> I've got more. I've got more. Anyway, shade to throw at. <laughs> anyway, dear blindsided. <laughs> <laughs> Eric already hated me because I didn't even know who he was. I'm such an ass. <laughs> that was my – out of all the blind strategies we've done, I, I mean, I, since Eric said he was going to come on, I was like, Scott knows who Eric is. Joe knows who Eric is. And Joe's bummed he couldn't be here. Um, and I was like, I bet you Barry has no freaking clue who he is. And, and I told Eric that because I said, don't take it personally. I, I do like I do like every once idiot. in a while say don't you know, don't you know who I am I say that Bear, to the cops a lot. Barry's just an idiot. <laughs> Go ahead, ask question though. You guys are mean. Anyway, dear blindsided, where can an honest, red-blooded American like myself go to gain knowledge on a wide variety of important information like medical, political, social, and cultural issues? Well, I can answer. Parlor. There's so many. Parlor, Truth, Truth America, Truth. Is that, truth. Is that Trump's new one? Yeah. Uh, Facebook. Well, it, I call it FBMD for Facebook. Right. Yeah, like WebMD. Good answer. My, MySpace is a good one. Yeah. Um, Friendster. Yeah. Even I think Tinder and uh, what, what, what's the other one? Well, you you would know Grinder. Grinder is the other one. That's um, a good place I, to get I, I mean, I've heard. Uh, I wouldn't know about that. Um, Find out where you can buy the best gerbils. Yep. <laughs> there's there's uh, how-to videos on how to use them, I hear. Yeah. All right. Your so, nickname in college was Salt Lake, right? <laughs> I think Facebook's your best bet for that. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. We have successfully had our first mystery guest who I think surpasses anything any of us have done in our lives. <laughs> um, it was a great episode Eric you're welcome back anytime 
anytime you want to plug something or you just want to hang with the boys. Just hop in the car and take that 45-minute drive to Hudson. Or talk about (laughs) – you can even call in, but I wouldn't let you do that for your first one. Um, And talk about some of these important issues. Um, I know you're going to go home and you're going to be sleeping and be like, John Wicker, the bride. Really? You might have dreams about it. Um, So rate, review, subscribe. Uh, if you have questions, our intern is waiting for them at getblindsidedpod at gmail.com. I will be back next week, St. Patty's Day, with these boys to party hard and also answer probably some sort of racially inappropriate question about who would win in a fight because it's St. Patty's Day. Um, maybe uh, we'll talk about Lucky Charms and something else. Hey, hey. Maybe the, the Notre Dame... Leprechaun versus Chief Wahoo. Ooh, which one's more racist? Versus Lucky Charms. I want. I want to. I want a, a fight between the three. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Thank you, Eric.